Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. that music it gets you hype doesn't it david yep it's one of the most wonderful times of the year that is right ncaa march madness both on the men and women's side man i get so hyped at that music there david um by the way i was mentioning earlier um i took i did the bracket from the men's side and i had six brackets i know i know some people um, get upset about that and say that's not fair. That's not fair. And it's just like, well, hey, look, I do. This is what I do. All right, it's me. Um, I did six of them. Guess how many did I got right out of the six picking the national champion? Zero for six. How'd you know? Because outside of the one and outside of the one seed. Very few people actually picked a two seed to win the national championship. No, no. I picked Xavier to win one because I actually like Xavier basketball, to be honest with you, David. So, no, that is that is incorrect. I will tell you that. Yeah, in my tournament challenge, here's who I picked. I picked Kansas, UCLA. You, you Now you got to admit, UCLA had that game against uh, – Drew Timmy and them and Gonzaga and they kind of as the late Anthony Stane used to say pooped hammer Alabama yeah. I, they were killing they were killing but I figured somebody might trip them up Purdue with Edie and them Houston and then Xavier 0 for 6 baby 0 yeah, for 6 and, in my women's tournament yeah. challenge I picked four brackets. I picked South Carolina in three out of the four, and UConn, who, by the way, later today will be playing Ohio State. So I'm still in it. I'm still in it for the women. Men, though, just, just, it sucks. Totally sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that kind of lends to um, kind of what I was saying about or during the during the middle of the season, kind of the conversation where there's just so much parody within the men's side that they just cannibalize each other and 
Like, any team can get hot. You never know who can win, who can lose. And part of the reason why I didn't trust any of the ones, just because there were still so many questions that we saw in the regular season, compounded with, in March Madness, if a team gets hot, mm-hmm. like a Miami, you know, they'll, they'll make a run. Wait, if wait, a team wait. gets hot. Teams like Miami do this to my bracket. Just, just put it in the shredder. Just put it in there. Let's listen to that. Just, 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 just crinkle it out. Go ahead, David. Yeah, and the team like Fuller Atlantic throws that shredder in the fire. And then, you know, throws dynamite on it and just blows it. That is true, David. That is true. I, I, I was so disappointed. Yeah. This is what's happened on the men's side. Heck. The shredded the, the bracket's been shredded so bad it even shredded the, the, the paper clip and the stapler that was basically stapling or keeping the at least two brackets together. That's how bad that the, that the shredder basically shredded my bracket. Um, but I, I, I really, to be honest with you, I've enjoyed this one. Now, normally, I'll tell you this, David, I don't normally do brackets. As you know, when I was a practice player with the women's team, if you were part of an NCAA organization, you weren't allowed to do brackets. That that was basically, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't do that. Um, but, you know, I kind of was out of the game and then I stayed out of it. I just like to watch the enjoyment of the games. And I said this year, what the hey, I'll do a couple brackets. I hate it because this is the one year, the one year where there's so much parody and poof, nothing. I never do well. And I'm pretty sure someone that's going to win the bracket is some casual fan that knows nothing about basketball. And they chose it probably by rolling a pair of dice Maybe the the mascots had, Scots had one of their favorite colors. One year I was at Channel Eleven, the Weather Girl won it, and she, obviously with us being at Channel Eleven and being a CBS affiliate, we had do have the, the basketball games on in the background. And this woman did not watch basketball at all, and she ended up winning the office pool. That's normally how it works. Uh, but the parody though, it, it has been fun. Um, I do think it's here to stay. We've talked about it earlier, you know, with the transfer portal and, you know, basically the NCAA free agency. And I think with NIL among it, among the rise, I think it's kind of leveling the the playing field. Who thought that FAU would be in the Elite Eight? Did you? Yeah. No, you didn't. Nope. Okay. No, no, okay. Okay. Not. What to say? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of the parody. It's good because it, like you said, it shows that it's no longer just if you're number one, number two seed, like you're just going to walk over one of these smaller teams because a lot, a lot of these teams from the mid majors are older, have played together, so they have the chemistry. True, and they they have consistent success. You know, they've been together. They've been through the fire. They've won the you know twenty plus games kind of over multiple seasons. They have kind of this camaraderie that while the younger the younger teams may have, like they haven't been through the growing pain. So if you look at a team like Gonzaga, they've like granted they're a machine. They're not really like 
one of these younger teams, but like they've been here before. A team like um, UConn had a magical season. Obviously, the FAUs and the Creighton, two teams that are like probably shouldn't, uh, probably shouldn't have been here, but they get hot. They get why should they have been there though? They, they, why shouldn't they have been? Isn't it? Remember what I've said. Would remember what I've said. Um, that the committee nowadays is picking matchups for television. That's why I think the Mac will never get two teams in until they level up and show they can play with the big boys. It's all about television. And if you really think about it, since they've done this TV deal where you see every NCAA game, once again, except I believe Thursday night was some great games on Friday, on Thursday night. And Friday night was good games too with upsets. But think about it. It's been must-see TV. Right? Yeah, and I I, I would say, like, in terms of Creighton being there, in terms of the Elite Eight, like a lot of people wonder, granted a lot of people expected Arizona to be kind of not close to the Elite Eight, but a strong team to come out of that side mm-hmm. of the region. Mm-hmm. So that, in terms of that kind of, yeah, Creighton gets the matchup. They they played well against Baylor. Um, them against Princeton mm-hmm. was a solid good matchup. I'm sure nobody expected Princeton. No. Much less being Arizona Missouri, I, not, I don't know what. what happened there was Missouri. one egg on Thursday night. UConn, Arkansas. I mean, UConn just basically destroyed them. Now, Danny Hurley's son got to get in the game. Bobby Hurley's senior's grandson, Bobby Hurley Jr., was at the game. So that was pretty cool to see, excuse me, that lineage. Uh, but the UCLA-Gonzaga Gonzaga game, perfect. Great game right there. Um, Kansas State, Michigan State. Going into overtime, classic. I mean, let's let's look at this. Uh, FAU beating Tennessee, interesting. But tennis, as you said, Rick Barnes, pretty much. Um, people question his coaching. Find new ways to the, the lose. Yes, that is true. Uh, and then Alabama, San Diego State. I mean, it, it's it's been it's been great television. You got to admit that. Yeah, and even. Um Miami-Houston, even though kind of it wasn't as close as the final score predicted, or as the final score shows, it, it was, it was a, yeah, it was, it was an overall solid match. And, and it goes to show, like, this era is, if you if you can get hot from three, you're winning. Like, that is true. Miami, Miami's still shooting three-pointers from St. Louis against Houston. Like, they just couldn't miss. And Larry Nega, I mean, shout outs to him, former Bowling Green coach. Also, his son went to St. John's Jesuit. He's in the Elite Eight. I think the men and women are both in the Elite Eight. So, and uh, their coach, I think her name is Katie Meyer, said, put them U's up. She had the U's up for them at the U. Uh, and I watched some good women's action. Utah, LSU was a really good game. Um, Iowa and. And Colorado played. Uh, Maryland just defeated Notre Dame 76-59. A Big Ten doing pretty well in the women's game where the men have been kind of just dropped the hammer. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I appreciate kind of about um, March Madness just in general for 
for both the men and women. You get to see some of these really good matchups, and particularly on the women's side, you can see, okay, who are uh, not the teams that topple the traditional powerhouses, but you get to see some really, really good fundamental basketball where it's not about, oh, we're going to drop 100, but it's really, you know, I don't know about that, David. There's still good fundamental basketball on the on the men's side. Um, I mean, that's just the coach in me. But you know, you do, you do get to see a different game actions and and stuff like that. I think the women's game, though, obviously they play they play a little bit below the rim. So th- maybe there is a little bit more the fundamental technique. But actually, if you watch men's college basketball, it's not just run and gun. It's a different. Const- contrast of styles and i like about the men's game i think in the women's game it's not so much a little bit more structured um and everybody is kind of doing almost the same thing where let's be honest with you in in men's basketball you got the teams that are very skilled versus maybe the athletic and tough guys and that's what's been making great television where um you know the bigger, faster, like Alabama has been pretty much bullying everybody. Well, you know, you couldn't really bully San Diego State, which some, some people were talking about. Um, you, you look at some of the teams like Princeton, they're always running their Princeton sets and stuff like that. Whereas I think in the women's game, more or less, um, almost everybody's the same, so to speak, you know. Miami and Houston. Houston has never really always been very skilled. I think Calvin Sampson's always gotten those athletic guys that they want to get up and down the floor but the thing is Miami could get up and down the floor and they could shoot and I think that's what kind of got Houston in the end uh, Xavier in Texas great story there Chris Beard you know got in some trouble and then you know they have the interim coach or the they call him the acting coach I think he should get the gig I forget his name though um <laughs> this, that, how bad it is UConn Arkansas just wasn't a really great matchup for them the Gonzaga and UCLA, they've had great matchups in the last five years that just pretty much awesome. And then um, Michigan State and Kansas State. I, if you would have asked me before that game who was going to win it, I would have told you Michigan State. But Kansas State came away with the win. And then FAU over Tennessee, once again, I think the, the FAU has a little bit more skill. Not to mention also, too, what's killing some of these blue bloods is that chemistry. Teams are staying. Now, I will say this. I can't wait till the COVID year stuff kind of filters out and it gets to be more kids. I don't really think it's fair if you got a 26-year-old grown men playing against guys that are 19, 20. I mean, you, you technically should be a professional. But because of COVID and the red shirt year and stuff like that, there's guys that are getting an extra two to three years to be playing. That that's where I think it's a little bit unfair, but other than that, it looks like chemistry teams that have a lot of chemistry and a lot of experience and a little bit mature teams are the reason why teams are winning, which I do think will affect Kentucky basketball. I think it'll change the recruiting landscape. It's kind of already trickling down where a lot of teams aren't really trying to go after the young kids anymore. Um, And I think that's going to probably happen in Kentucky because yeah, you're the blue blood and you're getting these kids in here. But if you start keep losing to these smaller teams, there's going to have to be changes made because there's just so much pressure at those blue bloods. 
You don't like kids with seven years of eligibility? <laughs> seven and eight years? Yeah. At that point, you know, are you going for your doctorate? Are you trying to be a doctor or what? Come on now. You know, four years, five years is enough. But when you start getting into six, seven, eight years and you're 25, 26 years old or you're bringing your family to the game, come on, that needs that's a problem. It's time for you to either, if you love the game that much, be a coach on the coaching staff, but you shouldn't really be playing. There's got to be a there's got to be a limit here. Well, yeah, outside of injury, I think, and we're starting to see a little bit of that. Kobe year is definitely an exception, but like if you're injured and you have, and I think we see this a lot in football where you get the injury exemption and you know, right because you've had a devastating injury. Like that's separate. Like we're, I, th- I think you're thinking, you know, if you're fully healthy and you're just you're just, you've just been there for so long. Like right. we all thought, like, oh, I know you were still there. I thought you would have been graduated. Right. If if you if if you if you're in college and you start, you came in with Jason Tatum's class. It, it's time for you to move on. I mean, come on, that, that you just been in college too long. Yeah. Or if you came in with you know Grayson Allen, you know those guys that moved on to the pros, had a couple years in the pros, and you're still in there hitting the books. You know, time for you to move on. Final thoughts, David. Yeah, yeah March Madness is going to continue as we get closer to the you know, lead eight and then the final four. One, there's going to be a team in the final four that a lot of people are going to be surprised about. This is going to be one of those years where we look back in retrospect and. It, like, that was a crazy bleep year for college basketball. And maybe, like you said, this may be the shifting of the college basketball landscape where mm. the level, the, pl- the playing field is leveled. Mm-hmm. And just because you have a number one buyer seed does not automatically mean that you're going to have a cakewalk to the, fun- to the big dance. Okay. Okay, cool. All right, well, David, once again, another... Another great show as usual. No Frank. I think Frank will be back. I don't know when. He had an umpire in assignment. Um, but what you got planned for the weekend? Sure. XFL is on right now. So you really, a little bit of football. You need to be watching the women's tournament, bro. Maryland went on a 17 run, 17 to 1 run in the third quarter to seal the spot in the Elite Eight. Ohio State, UConn. Coming up a little bit later, you know, I, I, XFL, eh, it's okay. But I know you're you, you're you're a football junkie. But I try I try to watch XFL. I just can't semi pro and just the B level pro sports. I can't really watch. I'm sorry. So yeah, it's you know it's not for everyone. I'll probably have the women's game on on the radio. I like to listen to Westwood One mm-hmm. coverage a little bit more. Oh yes, I will say that too as well. Yeah, Westwood One with Doug Gottlieb is really phenomenal coverage. Yeah, rooting for the Owls tonight and then Gonzaga just to mm-hmm. mix it up a little bit. Well, you know what? Let's put UConn in the Final Four. They haven't been in a while. Okay. That's true. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. See you next week. Yep. That was David the Man of God Harris here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes with picture Frank Baxter and the Horse's Head. If you miss any segment, Normally, we are live on the air here on 88.3 WXUT between 1130 and 2 o'clock. Frank couldn't make it, but we still had a good show with David, the man of God, Harris. For David and Frank, I'm Derek. We'll see you when we see you. We're also on Facebook as well after Further Review Sports Show if you want to see the live sports show. Once again, 
We'll see you when you see it. Peace. We're out. 88.3 Cheese after further review.